You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. It is time for us, we being those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in the studio. He is Jeff Smith, Golf Magazine Top 100 teacher. He is at the uh, Golf Cave, Edinburgh, Indiana's Timbergate Golf Course. And you are, of course, tuned in to the second best golf show in the world. Isn't that amazing? According to experts. You know, yeah. you know, I'm telling you, you know what we need? Because, you know, the, the number one was that, that show from uh, Sky Sports. Is that yeah, right? Sky Sports in England, yeah. Yeah, so they got this multimedia conglomerate behind their show yeah. to do all that. So that would make us the number one in the U.S., right? It would. So we need trophies. We let's go get we need some trophies, <laughs> right? We'll, That's it. We got I some. Think I'm gonna, I'm gonna commission somebody to go sniff out some trophies for us. <laughs> I'm sure that they make some sort of radio thing, right? That's yeah. got a microphone and a mouth and all that, you know, yeah. you know, that kind yeah. of thing. I think I can think of no one who deserves it better. Um, so you work on that because I'm going to be working on something else. You know how you make fun of me? Because um, especially during the COVID time, you know, you, you mentioned the fact that uh, it's been a while since I've seen my feet. Things oh, like that. You know. that was, you know, <laughs> the mustache was covering up everything. Now. <laughs> but I found out a, 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 a piece of information man that that's making me feel better about this there's a tribe in africa that the the desirability of the men in the tribe is determined by the size of their belly seriously the bigger, yeah the bigger bellies become the more desirable so i have discovered that i'm not really fat i'm just you in just the wrong re- tribe i was gonna say you relocated <laughs> i'm moving to a different tribe yes <laughs> That's, it's it's easier than giving up the chocolate, man. What can I say? You know, I got it. so a uh, bunch of stuff happening. Uh, you're listening to the show on Sunday on the radio or that uh, started being available for the podcast on Sunday. Um, this Sunday, we were up at uh, like today. If you're listening, we are at French Lick uh, for the uh, NCAA Big Ten Championship. I, I love French Lick. Yes, it's a great place. So um, while the, you are listening to this on the radio, I'm probably out uh, about seven over on hole number four on the Donald Ross course. So one of the things we're going to talk about is course intimidation and what it does to people and how to combat it. We have no idea, but we're going to talk about it anyhow. We'll be right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Hi, it's a very comfortable John Ashton at the moment because I have... Tommy John hammock pouch underwear. So I am very comfortable. When you're comfortable, you do everything better, which means not only is this commercial going to be so much better than normal, but when I get done with the program and get out to the golf course, that's going to be a lot better too, he said, positively thinking. You know, at least I won't be doing that very uncomfortable rearranging thing. Get comfortable because I will be comfortable because not only is the hammock pouch much more comfortable for guys, you understand what I'm saying, but The fabrics, the feeling, the way the underwear is made is even more comfortable for ladies. And if my mom, your mom, your children's mom, whoever it is you're buying Mother's Day gifts for, enjoys Tommy John's even half as much as you will, then you're going to win Mother's Day big time. And you're going to win again because you shop TommyJohn.com slash golf guys right now. You'll get $25 off everything site-wide, plus 
free shipping. Not bad, huh? Make mom that much more comfortable this Mother's Day, and you're going to feel better about them, too. Get $25 off at TommyJohn.com slash golfguys. It's TommyJohn.com slash golfguys. See site for details. And welcome back. We are those weekend golf guys. Now, I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. And Randy Scaff, who's a, a, a caddy up at the Pete Dye course at French Lick. Um, he caddied for us a couple times last year. We got to be pretty good friends. He's a good friend of the show, good friend personally. And he had an idea because he had told us while we were playing up there with him that he had played a lot of courses in the state of Indiana, which, by the way, as an aside, if you have a bucket list of places to go to play golf, please make it Indiana because there are so many great golf courses in the state of Indiana that it will blow you away. And people don't even know that. I mean, I know. people in Indiana don't even understand how good the many of the golf courses are in the state of Indiana until they actually go and pay attention. Yes, I know. So he was telling us, we were talking about all of the places like, you know, Victoria National, um, yeah. you know, the Brickyard up at the Indianapolis uh, Speedway and, uh, and the Purgatory fort. and places yeah. like yeah, and I mean, they're just all over the place. Fuzzy Zeller's courses. You, you're a Fuzzy Zeller design course at Timbergate. He has right. two in Southern Indiana, the Covered Bridge and Champions Point. Champions Point is a great golf course, man. Oh, isn't it though? Uh, it's I phenomenal. How that that layout, and they keep it in great shape. But that yes. layout is really interesting. They got a piece of ground that you would die for for a golf course. Yeah, there's ups, there's downs, there's twists, there's turns, and it's beautiful. And Caesars has a casino in Indiana, and they, yep. of course, built a golf course. It's called Chariot Run. And mm -hmm. Randy, and it's a, it, it too is a great track, kind of a semi-links layout course. And Randy was telling us that it was one of the few courses in Indiana that he had never played. So huh. we, we do the show live. Uh, we have the local show on Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock and we, we did the show live from uh, chariot run and we usually hang out and play when we're done. So we invited Randy to come on the show and then play with us after. And he came and. Well, cause now, there was free golf involved. So why wouldn't he? Exactly. You know, he's no dummy. Right? <laughs> so we, we were talking, um, you know, we, we've been playing the Pete Dye course and I don't do well at the Pete Dye course. I will explain to people who maybe have never been there or haven't seen it. Look up Pete Dye Golf Course at French Lick, Indiana. And the vistas are amazing. It's unbelievable. It's the second highest point in the state of Indiana. And yes, Indiana in the southern part basically is a pile of rubble left by a glacier. Yeah. It's pretty high. It's up and down and around it, and twists it, and turns, and it's gorgeous. And drop-offs. But I have about 14-yard-wide fairways and 100-foot drop-offs on both sides. Yeah, um, you look at stuff like that, and, you, and nobody thinks of that when they're thinking about Indiana. I got some, buddy of my, some buddies of mine out on the East Coast, you know, and, and they've got the, the East Coast mentality of everything is great out there. And then there's this other place called the country. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so, you know, they all they see in Indiana is cornfields. Yeah. Okay. So I tell them about where I live, which is right at the edge of that glacial push that you just talked about, right? Mm -hmm. Where where I live in Columbus, the glaciers stopped right yeah. at the edge right here. So I live right in the foothills, but yet I drive two minutes and it's dead flat cornfields. 
And yeah. I'm right at the beginning of all this up and down and up and down and beautiful stuff. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it really it's it, it, the topography is just phenomenal. And it, it makes for a rather intimidating golf course, however, because, yeah, well. because you know, you have you have tee boxes that are elevated. You mm-hmm. have greens that are elevated. You have fairways that are narrow and twisty. And and if you don't hit the fairway, you're in you're in deep stuff, deep stuff. OK, yeah. And it's hard go. to get out of. And and, you know, it, it golf being a, a, a game of vicious cycles, you start getting into trouble and have pro- trouble getting out of trouble. And you don't follow the Jeff Smith of take the easiest route. Yeah, that's <laughs> you right. Try to do something, you know, heroic. You're not going to get to that green from a three inch thick rough at a 45 degree angle. No, it's <laughs> Sorry. not. Happening. It's not happening, you know. So do something smart. Just get it into the fairway and move on. But so few of us actually think that way. And we get to the point where we have gotten ourselves in deeper doo doo than we were in to begin with. Bottom line is, I, I finished rather many, many, many strokes over par on the Pete Dye course a couple times in a row. I mean, I just fell apart. I had a couple of good holes, but for the most part, it was like, no, you know. Well, that's because uh, your brain gets freaked out. About it does. You, the last you, shot uh, I had, though, can I just tell you about my last shot on the par five, number 18? You know, I was I it got to the point where I didn't care anymore. You know, and people were making fun of me. Even even Randy was making little snide comments, the the gaddy um, in all in good fun, of course. But I hit I hit I was 120 yards off the green and it was only my third shot. For, no, actually, it was my fourth shot. OK, 120 yards still off the green. And I took a wedge and just just you know with with my i no longer give a damn attitude just hit the ball to about three inches from the pin <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and randy said john don't even bother <laughs> stay in the cart i got you man <laughs> yeah i'll go pick <laughs> just, that up for you he just picked it up and threw it back but okay so that's that's the scenario that that is the golf that randy had seen me play okay right so we got a chariot run which is, of course, I love and have played many times. And it does not have the severe drop-offs and narrow, narrow fairways. And after my seventh consecutive par, he just looked at me and he said, why can't you do this at the die course? And I was like, I can't do this at the die course because the die course intimidates the hell out of me. Yeah. It, it's an amazing thing, right? That admission right there. I get a lot of golfers, right? That, that they have this, this thing happen to them where all of a sudden they start thinking about all the bad places that their ball could go. And they start seeing trouble in, in large scale things coming at them, right? So I teach them how to rethink when they're out there. And then they're no longer intimidated. And it's really fun to do this. I will take people to the hardest hole and I'll just talk to them a little bit, say, look how cool this hole is. Let's sit back and take it all in for a second. (laughs) And then now we start focusing on all the stuff 
instead of letting them think, look at all these bad places my ball could be, you just go, look at this golf course design. How cool is this? You got this thing over there. You got that thing over there. These guys are geniuses. And I get them to reframe how they're viewing the hole. And then I start pointing out the obvious place that the designer, Pete Dye in this case, mm-hmm. told you where to hit your ball. Right. Now, all of a sudden, you're not worried about the other stuff because you realize the golf course design says hit it there, right to that spot over there. And now just focus in on that spot, and that's where your ball's going to go. And I have now changed their mind on how they look at every golf hole. And now they go to golf courses and are no longer intimidated by certain things because they're no longer viewing the what is trouble to be that big of a deal. So, for example, the par three over a big gigantic pond. Mm-hmm. All right. You look at them and go, uh, uh, I, I don't I can't get it over that pond. That thing's huge. And that green looks teeny tiny. And I can't, I, ugh. and that's what your brain is doing. Right. I'm sitting there looking at it going, look at this little pond. I get to rip it over. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm going to nuke it over this pond and land it on that, that green over. That thing's huge. I can't miss. And I go at it at a whole different aspect than you go at it. And you wonder why I swing more confidently at things we've played golf together and you just see me and everything looks the same. And you've commented on that. Mm -hmm. You can't tell where, what hole I'm playing, what clubs in my hand or anything. He says, cause you've said everything you're doing looks the same. Yes, it it does. And everything probably is the same thought process more or less too, which leads to that. Uh, We've got some, well, we've got a, we've got some folks watching us and one, one of them is a friend of ours who, who is at another intimidating golf course. We can talk about too in a little bit when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Hang out with us. Got to admit, coffee drinkers are getting kind of particular. In fact, many of us have been called coffee snobs, especially the ones who say, you know, the stuff we buy in the grocery store, we can't tell how long it's been there. It may even be stale. For maximum flavor, I want my beans roasted immediately before I drink them. And that happens with Tea Box Coffee. Tea Box is a roast-to-order coffee company, which means they don't roast your beans until you order them. They have eight different roasts, so no matter what kind of coffee you like, Tea Box Coffee's got a coffee for you. And every time you buy from Tea Box, you can earn points that can be redeemed for rewards like free coffee, maybe a discount on some exclusive merch, or even gift card giveaways to your favorite golf store. If you use the code WEEKEND, you will receive 20% off your first order. And then if you sign up for a subscription after you try out T-Box, you can keep that 20% off discount, and the subscription can be changed. It can be canceled at any time. You choose the coffee you want and the frequency in which you want it delivered. It's all that simple. Use code WEEKEND to receive 20% off your entire first order. T-Box Coffee, a premium coffee for golfers. It's game on at the French Lick Resort. You could play all day starting on their championship golf courses. The Pete Dye and Donna Ross courses are amongst the best in the Midwest. Play into the night at the French Lick Casino with slots, table games, and sportsbook. Did we mention free shuttle service and free customized planning? Visit FrenchLick.com and get started. Make your next golf and gaming trip count. FrenchLick.com. Must be 21 to enter the casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT or text I-N-G-A-M-B to 53342. 
man. Thanks for coming back. We are those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. He's at the um, Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana, right at the cusp of the pile of dirt <laughs> that the last <laughs> that, that the last uh, glacier deposited in the state of Indiana. Uh, one of the the folks uh, watching uh, currently at the moment is a, a good buddy, Randy Friedland, who uh, hey, Randy. works at American Dunes up in Grand Haven, yeah. Michigan. That, my friends, is an intimidating golf course if you don't have a great sand game. <laughs> because on most I of the holes, this place. <laughs> the only so thing real. you see from the tee is sand everywhere. <laughs> you know, I swear to God, I, I've seen so many pictures of this place. It seems like they just had only a little bit of grass seed, and they just sprinkled it around places. <laughs> and said, we got a golf course. <laughs> It's, it, but it, it again, it's we, we have had. In fact, we got to get him back on. We had we we haven't had uh, Doctor uh, my good buddy. What's his name? Whose name just escaped me? The uh, the the sports psychologist from IU, who's funny oh, as heck. Doctor Gary Sales. Yeah, Doctor Sales. Uh, yeah. We got to we got to get him back on. But but the thing that that he left me with the best impression, and I think we all know this deep down inside, but it's it bears reiterating. Your brain does not understand negatives. It does not. So when you sit on the tee and say, don't hit it in the water or don't hit it in the sand or don't hit it in the woods, your brain doesn't hear the don't. So your brain does what it needs to do for what it thinks your body should be doing, which you just told it is to put it in the water, put it in the sand, put it in the woods. So you have to adapt to Jeff Smith of look at that green. I can put it on that green easy, no problem. Or I can put it in the middle of that fairway. Look how much space I've got to land this ball in. Not a problem. Yeah. I just look at it like if you can't just think about to-dos, you're going to have a hard time playing this game. So a lot of times when I'm even teaching golf to one thing or another, I make sure their brain doesn't go down the negative rope because the brain can't deal with it anyway. I just keep it on the thing. John's sitting there thinking to myself, okay, don't hit it in the water and don't hit it out of bounds. And I'm sitting there going, just hit it in the fairway over there. I'm reframing it right away. <laughs> you, <know? Yeah. laughs> you see, uh, Randy's going to. I see Randy's comment. <laughs> Randy, gonna... <laughs> I, you know what? Please do and give him my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I would look. I would take a call from Jack Nicholas at any point in my life, and if he wanted to rip on me for saying the fact that he didn't use a lot of grass seed out there, I will let him do it, and I will say, "Okay, yes, sir," <laughs> just to hear him talk to me. Right? I would do it. <laughs> I love that. Cracks me up. Yep. Cracks me up. All right, so. Back to what I was saying about being more positive. You know, John's sitting there. Okay, don't hit it in the water. Don't, don't, don't hit it up. Don't hit it down those hundred foot crevice. Don't, don't hit it in the trees. Don't hit. Don't hit it where I can't find it. Oh, let's go get a bad golf ball out because I don't want to lose it. Right, He's got right. all those negative things going on in his head, and I don't even entertain that. I just tell myself where I'm going to hit it. I'm going to hit it over this bunker. I'm going to hit it over the water. I'm going to hit it onto the back of the green. I'm going to knock it down the fairway. I'm going to knock it in the hole. And those are the thoughts that are in my head because I know that your brain cannot deal with the negatives. None of us. Right. We're terrible at that. 
Yeah. You can't do negatives, so you just turn the thing into a positive the whole time. And that's not rah-rah stuff. It's just fact. Mm-hmm. It's just fact. You know, rah-rahs are the, yay, John, that's a really great shirt. Yeah. <laughs> right? All those platitudes. That's Those are... Those are things that are just cheering somebody on, and that's not what I'm talking about. Right. No, I'm talking no, about taking the definitive, purposeful route. It, it's a it's a belief this system in yourself. And and you know, to what degree yeah. can you can you convince yourself that you can do it? Um, you know, it's it's, it's it's what what's the word I'm looking for? It's like the um, you know they hit the hole. If you can envision it, you can have it. Yeah, I've heard something like though, like that before, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, if you want a Mercedes, just go to the dealer and put your hand on it, and just envision yourself driving it, and eventually you'll have one. You know, I think the there's a job that needs to happen somewhere in between. That <laughs> too, <right? laughs> yeah. yeah, a bank job probably. <laughs> bank job, something with a paycheck, big enough to buy one. Otherwise, you're just leaving a big old handprint on the yeah. dealer, and, and yeah. then they're going to yeah. hand you a rag. And a cleaning thing and go, here, you want a job to clean this thing up? <laughs> get, get those fingerprints off the car <laughs> that you just put all over it. Um, but but no, but the, the po- power of positive thinking really comes into play on a golf course. Oh, it sure does. And it's, you know, there's so many people out there who are, like, we started this whole thing about being intimidated by golf holes. Yeah. Because they're not thinking positively. No. No. You're too busy worrying about where it is. I, I can remember one of the most awe-inspiring holes that I've ever stood on. And it was um, very plain to me. I was playing with three other guys, and we were in Scotland, and we were at the castle course on the cliffs at St. Andrews. And we had to carry a 200-yard chasm. And on the other side of the 200-yard chasm were a bunch of bunkers, and this little teeny green right next to the cliff, and the tee box was on the cliff. So you're looking over the precipice, the edge of the cliff here and off to the side, and you're standing on this piece of property, and they're standing there just counting how many balls they're about to lose. <laughs> and I'm standing there looking at this going, is this not the coolest piece of property we've ever put on the whole lot, guys? Yeah. And they're looking at me like I'm not appreciating what they're feeling. And I'm looking at them like they're crazy people for counting golf balls in their bag right now. <laughs> right. I'm hitting one and then I'm going to go putt it. And they're sitting mm-hmm. there counting. Oh, my God. How many am I going to go hit? Now, that is a definite mindset difference right there. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I'm definitive about what's about to happen in my head. We're going to stand here. We're going to take a great picture of us standing on this really cool piece of property from cliff top to cliff top. And then we're going to hit our ball and we're going to go out there and play golf. That's what I'm doing. So I'm thinking definitively and positively, not like, yay, Rob, boy, let's all go do this. And you can sure do it, John. I'm not thinking that kind of positivity. I'm just thinking I'm positive that this is going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're not thinking that at all. Well, you know, and that, and that harkens back to what we talked about last week, which is knowing knowing what you're capable of with every club. Yeah. Because you don't want to sit there and say, oh my God, can I get there with this four hybrid? Will will I will I be able to get the five iron over this chasm? You know, if I use my driver, will it be too much? You know, I mean, you need to know the answers to those questions so that you can 
actually be positive. Because one of the, you can lie to everybody in the world, but it's really hard to lie to yourself because you know, you, you know yourself too well to, to listen to your BS, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. I think you're right about that. You can't, it's hard to lie to yourself. I think you're right for very long. I think you can probably mm-hmm. pull it off for about 30 seconds at a time though. You think so? Huh? <laughs> Just enough to hit a golf I ball. Can. I think on the golf course, that's right. Long mm-hmm. enough to hit the golf shot, you know, and then all of a sudden better results happen and then it's not quite such a big fib. Yeah. Yeah. So instead, yeah, of I mean, once you convince you can, yourself, how about think you will. Yeah. Well, that's true. This is what I'm going to do, you know, as opposed to just thinking, yes, I can, little engine that could, right? How about thinking mm-hmm. I will? So now that gives yeah. it purpose. Not a problem, not a question, yeah. not no. a chance in the world this isn't going to work. What's the – this is a, a fun one for you, all right? You okay. played a lot of places. Yeah. And I played a lot of places. I want you to name some of the golf holes that have stood up and got your attention. Let's say it that way. That made you stay up and stand up and pay attention. What what golf holes are they? Because you remember them. I know. I can tell oh, you yeah. five of them right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, number eight at the Ross Course at French Lick. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Is it just the green? It's the green. I mean, well, no, because you have to. You have to. Th- it's it's a thinking hole. Although now that they've cut the the rough down at the bottom of the hill, it's a little easier. You can actually go for it. It's you know, but yeah, I mean, when you're looking at a at a green that slopes from front to back or from back to front at like a thirty degree angle, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little tough. You know, you're just hoping they didn't cut the greens too fast. That day. <laughs> that's right. And then, in fact, just played uh, last Sunday at uh, Glen Oaks Country Club, yeah, where I play on a regular basis here in Louisville, and. <clears throat> there's a, a par three there. It's 121 yards par three. Yep. Up until last Sunday, I have never hit that green. It, it's just one of those holes. than 20 yards away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm either to the left or to the right or short or over, um, uh, and it's it's in a bowl, so you know if you don't hit the green, it's an impossible chip to get to the green. You know because there, yep. you know there's hills on on all three sides, and I I and I understood because I have always approached it going, oh man, I hate this hole. I can't I can't play this hole to save my life and other associated things that I can't repeat on the radio <laughs> that, that yep. I say as I'm teeing up. So I, I defeat myself at that hole. But last Sunday when I played, I got there and I said, you know, I've never put the I've never put the ball on the green on this hole. Today I'm going to fix that. Was and that I, like a definitive statement? Yes. I said today oh. this this this, this that ends today. And it like 121 yards, I took a wedge, put it up, slight little draw in, eight feet from the pin on the green. Wow. And yes, and yes, I did birdie the hole. That's the next question. You make so, the button, right? Yes, so it is no longer my nemesis. So I'm going to have to find another nemesis hole now. That's good. <laughs> we'll talk about more of them, too, when we come right back. We are those we take off, guys. Don't go away. 
Well, by now you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. You might even already be investing in them. But did you know that you could invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? That's right. With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use, and it only takes a few minutes to create your account. Setting up an IRA is free, and iTrust fees are low. It's time to start taking control of your financial future with iTrust Capital. You can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com. Start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Inc. does not provide legal investment or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. And we are back those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in studio, Jeff Smith, Timbergate Golf Course, Edinburgh, Indiana. Randy, by the way, says don't hold your breath on that call from Jack Nicholas. So <laughs> no, I'm shocked. <laughs> I don't uh, think Randy's I don't think Randy's even got his phone number anyway. So there huh? <laughs> We're talking intimidation. When we when we last left, uh, we were talking about holes that that really intimidate you, and whether they be uh, holes that you don't think you can play well, or that you've never played well, or that just scare the bejesus out of you when you stand on the tee box. Stand up and get your attention. You're like, I got to do what? Yeah. 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 And that's the one of the great thing about playing at the Pete Dye course at French Lick because you play with a caddy. The way Pete Dye designs a course is. You can see the whole well from the green looking back, but from the tee box looking forward, you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And that's that's why you need the caddy because Randy will tell you, he says, aim over there. And you go, no, that's rough yeah. over there. He goes, no, 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 no. You just don't see. That's where most of the fairway is. You just can't see it from here. Go there. Trust me. And and that kind of stuff works. But I've been talking about number three. Yeah. <laughs> and number 18, too. It's, yeah, number you know, 18. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think that they have at the Pete Dye Golf Club there at French Lick. We keep talking about this golf course because we love it. I think they have the best set of par fives I've ever played. Really? Cool. Of all of them. Three and and seven and 14 and 18. I would stack those up against any golf course that I've ever been on and challenge them par five to par five. And I think the Pete Dye at French Lick has the best set of par fives. Wow. Okay. A lot like Pete Dye again, here we are. This is like, it's not like the Pete Dye love fest, but it just happens to sound like that at the moment. I've been to Harbor town. Oh yeah. I think that the par threes at Harbor town are the best set of four par threes bar none that I've ever played. There's not a weak one in the bunch. No. Nope. Every one of them is an attention getter. Every one of them. They're awesome. And the first one on the back nine is gets more of your attention to not just aesthetically when you're on the tee, but uh, when you see the alligators in the water surrounding the green, it, it kind of gets your attention too. Yeah, that's all. That's a part, parcel <laughs> of that, right? And that's what I love about South Carolina. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, we're talking about golf, golf holes that stand up and get our attention. We could rattle those off and we're going to do some of that. Yeah. Think about this. I'm going to start with some. That if you're if you're an Indiana golfer, you know 
which holes I'm about to say. And I'm just going to rattle up two or three of them. Three of them you'll never see again in your life. And every golfer in Indiana thinks it's a crime because the golf course is now closed. And it was an absolute crime. A, a beautiful golf course called Wolf Run in Zionsville, Indiana. It is no longer. They closed it five to eight years ago, I guess. And every real golfer who'd been who'd been there before just was hanging their head going, that right there should never be allowed to happen. I don't care what the financial trouble is. That <laughs> golf course, out of all the golf courses that we ought to close, that's the last one. So hole number 16. It's a little itty bitty straight down the hill par three Things 115 to 140 yards, depending on what tee box. It sits in a little tiny outcropping of a, a little zit of ground that sticks out around the curve of a creek. And it's got a bunker on the front left of the thing. So it's got creek that wraps around the whole thing. And it's a little pot green. And people have a hard time hitting this thing because it's straight down a 100-foot drop-off. And it's a wedge. And people barely hit it on the green. They hit more in the creek than they do anything else. Nearby that tee box is a tee box to a par three going the other way, which is the opposite. It seems like a million miles you got to hit this shot. <laughs> it's 230 yard carry over this gigantic chasm up this gigantic hill. This green is elevated and there's nothing but just long hair grass and pot bunkers all over this hill. And it's got a gigantic tree on the corner on the front right corner. That goes up to his bodice high. The hill's so darn big that the tree branches and the bushy part of the tree, all the leaves and everything on a big, mature, you know, 30-yard tall tree, it starts about the height of the green. So it's just got this big thing nearby it that's intimidating as heck. Mm-hmm. And you got to rip it. And that's another one. Stands up and gets your attention. And these both are golf holes that you'll never be able to see again. But there is one that you could go play, John. This hole got my attention. I stood back on this hole is a par three and it's hole number 16 at Victoria national. And yes, here I am blabbing about another Indiana golf course, but this little speck of a green sits on the side of this little outcropping of a hill elevated right next to a big pond that wraps around in front. And it's got this little teeny weeny little walkway going up to the very little sliver of the, the, the apron in front of the green And there's a gigantic ridge going right through this green. And I'm sitting there, standing there at 204 yards away from it, smoking a four iron. And I'm like, (laughs) oh boy, this thing looks like a thimble. (laughs) You have to have the confidence. You have to have the confidence getting into it. Uh, You have to to be confident in how far you can hit your club on a consistent basis. You have to be confident in your swing. You have to be confident that you can make center face contact on a consistent basis. And, and a, a lot of us tend to yep. uh, start questioning our abilities along those lines. <laughs> you know, going, maybe I'll just let somebody tell you what, why don't we just right let Jeff tee off and come around the corner. Yeah. Let Jeff tee off and I'll drop a ball next to his. How's that sound? By the way, Randy just left you uh, Jack's phone number. <laughs> It's it's extension eighteen, by the way. Number of major sure wins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to put it on the screen because we don't want to uh, we don't want to flood really him with good. it. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I'll give it to you yeah. when we're done. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> So, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a question of intimidation of, of believing in yourself, of, of, um, of visualizing. I don't want to sound like, you know, new age sensitive guy here, but all of this is, is possible uh, and, and necessary in order to play this game correctly. You have to, you have to believe in yourself. You have to have the positive attitude. You have to uh, uh, visualize positive results. You know, they, they do that. The pros do that. When they sit there, what are they thinking about? They're thinking about the shot. They're they're visualizing the shot they want to hit, right? That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. These so, guys are um, out there. Look, it, the, it's been long documented, long ago, from the greatest competitor ever in golf, right? From back in the day, Jack Nicholas, he would go to the movies. He'd paint those pictures in his mind. He would play the hole in his head, he would visualize what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, he just, he understood that that's how he was going to will himself into that level of performance. Yeah. That's how it's going to happen. That's so, it. um, interesting. So as you sit here and, and talk about the things that you've heard about how to play golf and for example, painting the pictures in your mind and doing that, Mm-hmm. you're the same guy who struggles to do it because you haven't gone out to make yourself do that. Right. Cause that you still get intimidated by golf holes. Yeah. I mean, there, there are golf holes that, you know, I, be, be, maybe I'm just being honest with myself. <laughs> maybe I know when I get, when I get to a, to a hole with a 230 yard chasm to get over that I don't have a club I can hit that'll do that. <laughs> Well, you know, yeah. maybe it's uh, it's time to start telling yourself those little 30-second fibs. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I got this. And, and maybe maybe this uh, 200, you know, 220-yard shot right here maybe to the green, maybe there's a 180-yard shot and then a and then a 40-yard shot after that. Yeah. Yeah, that's you know? that's the stuff that 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 listening to someone like Jeff um because so many of us are under the impression, or at least we don't think outside the box, so to speak, or outside the fairway lines or whatever, however you want to look at it. You don't have to follow a fairway if there's easier ways to do it. You know, you get yourself in trouble with the story when I hit that hit that ball when I was playing with you, that, that terrific slice that, that went into the parallel fairway over a stand of trees. I mean, we're talking, what, about a 30-yard wide crops of trees that went about 200 yards down the fairway, right? I, you know, and I gave you credit at that time for hitting truly one of the most impressive shots I've seen. Yeah, I and didn't I hit a tree a at all. Shots, right? <laughs> you managed to call your shot after you hit it, though. That was the impressive part. You described it beautifully. Although, try next time to not use so many – so so many guttural sounds and so many swear words when you give the description of that shot because you called it perfectly and described it like an announcer would after just seeing it on video. <laughs> but, the, but the thing of it was is I was sitting there, Jeff's in the cart, and I'm sitting there trying to figure out which which window of trees I could get the ball through to get it back onto the fairway. 
as I'm sitting, I mean, that's the seventh fairway I was looking at is my ball sitting on the fifth. And Jeff says, you know, John, nothing says you have to play the fifth, the seventh fairway. That's right. You know, you have, a straight, you have a straight shot right up here. <laughs> and the yeah. trees end before we get to the green. And it's like, oh, yeah, so much easier. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? And that's the question. We, we don't we don't usually think correctly. Well, you were thinking about the fact that you got yourself into that position and your emotions were still attached to this shot. This is what happens a lot on playing lessons that I give to people. John, if you and I were to go to that exact spot on that golf course, I think that was at the Elks, wasn't it? Yeah. Elk run. Yeah, Elk run. Yeah. And if we went to that exact spot on that golf course and we just drove to the spot. I picked a ball up out of your bag and just threw it on the ground at that point and said, got to get it to that green. What's the best way to do it? You would then have a clear mind. Right. And you would have probably just looked at the situation from a whole different viewpoint than what you were when you were playing. Cause when you were playing, your mind was all torn up because you were irritated about the, the shot you just hit. Right. And that carried you, those emotions carried all the way down to the decision you were trying to make. And I was trying to shake your tree a little bit going, um, it's a lot easier if you go this way. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> right. Right. Which was but, self-preservation on your part, because it was like, John, you know, I'd like to get this whole done soon. And I don't want to watch you bouncing around in the trees for the next 15 minutes. There was, there was a little bit of that too. Right? <laughs> there was a little bit of that too. I, I got to admit, um, you know, I had my, I'm looking at my watch going, um, I got to get home <laughs> forever. <laughs> watch this happen. But the, the reality of it is, is your mind would be in a different place. So this goes to the mental aspect of play. Where's your mind on this tight golf hole? You saw trouble, managed to hit it through the trouble, which is impressive. I got to I'm, I'm give you credit again. Second time I'm giving you credit on one golf shot. Impressive of shot to avoid every piece of trouble that you were staring at. But then you got there and then you had to, you were eyeballing that same bunch of trouble and try to feed your ball through that again. Yeah. Like you did on the first one, thinking that you could pull off some other miracle when you didn't have to. Right. Because your mind was in the wrong place. Exactly. John's a mental golfer. <laughs> or maybe it's just John's just mental. <laughs> mental, right? Golf is a game played on a field five inches wide, right? That's it. We've got a little bit more left. We'll be right back. Hang out. We are those weekend golf guys. Hey, if you followed us on Facebook, you could have actually been alerted to the fact that we broadcast the taping of this episode live on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. Don't miss the next one. Go there and follow us. Have current events affected the ability for you to pay your bills? Has your credit card debt overwhelmed you? Has your income decreased because you're working less or have you lost your job? Credit Guard of America may be able to help you find a solution to this problem. We offer a free no-obligation consultation to learn how you can cut your payments by up to half and potentially lower your interest down to zero. Credit Guard of America is an A-plus rated nonprofit company that will work on your behalf. 
Credit Card of America is licensed in all 50 states and has counseled over 1 million consumers struggling with debt just like you. Let us help you analyze and prioritize your debt. Negotiate with your creditors to reduce interest and payments. Set up one affordable monthly payment and provide ongoing education and support. Call now for a free no-obligation consultation and learn how you can become debt-free. Call 800-672-6925. That's 800-672-6925. All right, thanks for hanging with us. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. He is Golf Magazine Top 100 Teacher. We are those weekend golf guys, the second best radio show about golf in the world. First in the United States. Positive thinking is going to improve your golf game. Not I think I can, I think I can, I know I can, I know I will. Right. How about right. something deliberate and positive? Like I'm going to do this. I want I want three <laughs> names out of you right now uh-huh. of golf courses that you have played where the entire golf course yeah. is one of them that is that gets your attention. I don't want to say intimidating because I don't want you to be intimidated, but that have gotten your attention before. You've already mentioned the Pete Dye, so you can't give me that one. Well, a, a neighbor of it, uh, the Sultan's Run in Jasper, Indiana. There you go. I, I have played it enough, so I've I've gotten used to it now. But Chariot Run used to be like that, with a heather high grown yep. on on the sides. You'll always find a ball if you hit it in there. It won't be your ball, but you'll find a ball. And um, <laughs> and then then a, a, a Donald Ross course up in Maine, the um, Biddeford Saco Country Club. Uh huh. We've mentioned this on the show before. Yeah, it's it's a typical Donald Ross. There's not a flat place anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I've got a handful of them that I've played that are. They're ones that are memorable. Majority of the golf course stands up and gets your attention. One of them is the one I mentioned earlier, Wolf Run in Zionsville, Indiana. You can't play it anymore. It's a shame. It's a crime. Tobacco Road, Sanford, North Carolina. You can go play it, John, and you should. Before you kick the bucket, you better get on that golf course. Yep. Victoria National in southern Indiana near Evansville, Newburgh, Mm -hmm. Indiana, I believe it is. That is an attention getter. A couple of other ones that are notable, the Pete Dye Golf Course in Cotton River Plantation, Bluffton, South Carolina, just offside of Hilton Head. That gets your attention in many ways. We um, still need to get a, a listener trip to uh, to Tobacco Road going. Yeah, we do, because need- that's, that's such a great golf course. All right, and, I, and I'll finish up with this one, because it's so beautiful, and you stand on top of these mountains, and you look around, and you're like, how can I even play golf right now? And I got to hit it where? Really? Okay. Is It's a private club, like Colleton River is, but it's in the mountains of South Carolina, and it's called the Cliffs of Glassy. And you're standing on top of these mountains, and you're looking out, and you're seeing these beautiful vistas, and then all of a sudden, they, they sprinkled in a golf hole in here, and you went, what? Yeah. That's awesome. And they've got yeah. this par three, probably a hundred. 150 yards max down this little slight crest and then there's a green and then there's absolutely nothing but miles and miles and miles of land behind it below it it is unreal another one like that that you can't play gatlinburg country club yeah yes, they've got a couple of holes they got a par three there's like a 400 yard drop i think Isn't that crazy? 100, 150 out 400 down you know hit your putter you'll get there yeah. hey listen don't be intimidated pick up the golf clubs get comfortable with your clubs and what you can hit you can do this Tell yourself you can do this and you'll have more fun playing some golf.